All right. Uh, first of all, did you listen to the other uh, episode? No, because I wanted to listen to it like in the podcast format. Oh, it's up on the um, on the feed. I have to give you the feed so you can subscribe. Oh, okay. But um, I really need to stop saying um. <laughs> I say um a lot, and I stutter a lot too. But you know, you stuttered in the episode. A couple times, I think. I don't know. I also started to um. See, I say I'm already. I, I'll start an idea and then start another idea and start another idea all in the same like sentence almost. So. Oh uh, yeah. But you know, that was the first episode, and then now we're at the second episode. I uh, also need to figure out if there's gonna be like an intro song because right now it's just like a cold start, like boom. So. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I probably should have listened to this mic before I started recording, but we're here now, so. <laughs> All right, this is Put It On Record, second episode. Um, thanks, you guys, for listening in. Uh, back by popular demand, Recio, we got her in the building. Virtually. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, nobody listened to the first episode, but that's okay, because I haven't really promoted it yet. So, uh, the promotion's not going to start until January 3rd. Now, I haven't really decided what days going to come out either, because um, I don't know if... Friday's the right day, or maybe Wednesdays, Tuesdays. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like maybe like an early week thing. So I guess like if other DJs are listening to this, they can apply the tips to their gigs on the weekend. Facts. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll try to either make it like a Tuesday or a Wednesday thing. Um, Let me know what we're going on Monday. Anyways. Um, as we're currently recording, it's Monday, December 27th, uh, and this is right after the holiday season, so happy holidays, everybody out there. Um, how was your holiday? (laughs) My holiday, I was in my bed because I'm isolated (laughs) because the Rona got me, so I just watched the Grinch, like the whole, like, little collection and... That was about it. FaceTime some friends and family. Very chill, kind of lonely, but, you know, staying safe. So have you not left the house at all? No, I haven't. Like, I leave my room to go to the bathroom, and that's it. Oh, your mom not playing. At all. At all. Although the CDC came out today and said five days, but I don't know how I feel about that. Not that I don't believe in science, right? But it's just like, what what is this change all of a sudden? About, it feels more so like the labor shortage than actually caring about people's lives. Yeah, it's about capitalism, but that's another podcast. Yes. Um, so I also had the bug. Um, but all my symptoms went away after like 24 hours, but I've still mm-hmm. been um, in the house um, for the most part. Like, I'll... I'll get in the car and just go drive around, but not actually go anywhere. <laughs> today, though, excuse me, today being day seven, I actually went to uh, Ikea mm. um, to go look at some stuff. And um, I, I read something, like, I read 10 days, and I saw the thing today about five days, and I read something about seven days. I was like, you know, it's been a full week. I haven't had any symptoms since the first day, so I should be okay. And um, I've been... 
you know, in this uh, apartment with my fiance, and she's been fine. So I feel like. Oh, that's I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, she has no symptoms and tested negative on the first day. So, you know, um, COVID is a reality, and it's actually one of the topics uh, later. But let's start with the uh, holidays because I don't know if you knew this before this year, but I was. This year is when I found out that Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking day of the year for the country, which I thought was interesting because I thought it would be like New Year's Eve or St. Patrick's Day. And I thought it was interesting that it was uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And I wanted to explore why that is more of a party time than Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or even New Year's Eve. Like, do you feel like... People, people go out more the day before Thanksgiving than any other day or holiday? So, anytime I have, like, been in the house the day before Thanksgiving, or, like, have been home, like, if I lived away, my mom is like, why are you here? And I'm like, uh, I wanted to spend time with family, and she's like, no, like, when I was your age, like, I used to go out. So, it's definitely, like, that, I guess that is, like, the standard, and has been the standard. And I guess it's probably because, like, people are coming home. Like, maybe that is the more home holiday for more people because it's, like, all about food and just gathering. While Christmas, you know, you're probably going to your significant other's family's house or... I don't know. It's just a little bit different. I think Thanksgiving is all about gathering while there's a lot more that goes into the other holidays. Yeah, Christmas seems uh, like it might be more of a family thing. Um, Whereas, like, Thanksgiving is just, like, coming back to be amongst friends, too, as well. Um, Yeah, yeah. Hence, Friendsgiving as well, right, right? Right. uh, What do you normally do on New Year's Eve? On New Year's Eve? I mean, last year I was in the house. Last year, (laughs) I played in makeup for a little bit and then took it all off because I was going to bed, so... Um, just watch the ball drop. But in pre-COVID times, I would go out. Um, I like to go to events that are a little bit more like dressy, not so much like the club, but like maybe some places like having like a gala or some type of event like that. I like open bars, unlimited food and drinks. Like that's my type of New Year's vibe. Yeah, I, I, um, keep saying, um, previous to me DJing, <laughs> I would, uh, go to the movies with whoever I was seeing at that time. Just real low key. Um, mm-hmm. and then when I started DJing, I don't know if I've had too many New Year's Eve gigs just because, like, and, and this is the real point of bringing up holidays in general is like, there has to be a balance between working and, being amongst family and friends right yeah that makes sense it's super hard to think about like like think about thanksgiving for example it's it's on a thursday um and black friday is the next day but you know as far as djing goes there's a lot of opportunities the day before thanksgiving the day of thanksgiving and black friday and then going into the weekend because everybody's home and everybody Mm want to kick it but it's like you all you also want to kick it but you Mm -hmm. also want to make that money so i guess Um, if you had to pick one holiday, like the, the three, these three holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and New Year's Eve, if, if you can only have one of them with your friends and family, and you had to DJ the other two holidays, 
Which one would you want to see? Oh no! I thought you were gonna pick like. Oh no! I thought you were gonna phrase that differently. Um. I can only have one to myself. Right. Dang. Um. Okay, so I guess right now, where I am in life right now, I'm single. I don't have any children. So Christmas is very like. It, it's very short for us because like there's no kids opening up presents so right. i feel like i could do without that because i still get like my family time at thanksgiving and then new year's you know whatever the vibe is for that year i can choose that so you're going with thanksgiving that I would have to, that I only get Thanksgiving to myself, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. Thanksgiving is a big party time. Like, I feel like, I feel like more people go out on that, that Thanksgiving weekend than the other two, but I'd probably, uh, I don't know. Also on Christmas, you know, um, not a lot of stuff is open except for bars. And like gas yeah. stations, so it's like you can't do anything else. So uh, I probably go with Thanksgiving as well. Have you um? Since you don't have any kids, uh, and you know, ignoring COVID, what do you think about the idea of traveling for? Uh, I've done holidays? it. I've done it for Christmas. I've done it for Christmas two times. So the first time was when I was in college. Um, me, my mom, and my brother, we went to Costa Rica, mm. and it was fabulous. And then when I was in law school, I had to be, like, the Christmas before, was it 2019? It might have been 2019. Um, my family went to Aruba, and it was, like, my my immediate family and my extended family, we all went to Aruba, and it was great i highly recommend traveling for a holiday i stand by it especially if you don't have any like little kids like i'm sure like they want like the whole traditional christmas but as an adult mimosa me on the beach for christmas i love it right i don't i mean i would like to see snow on christmas but if we're not gonna have no (laughs) snow i'd rather be sunshine and speaking of uh traveling on christmas so the whole thing about home alone and them going to France. <laughs> so I rewatched it the other day when it came on. And I guess their brother had moved to France. And he actually flew everybody out there. But I thought they said he was a teacher. I'm like, how does he have the bread to fly a whole Ooh. family? It's a movie. It's not. You're not supposed to break it down like this. You're just supposed to enjoy it for what it is. Nah, which to... is child hijinks and move on. They're supposed to be more thorough. Is the issue. Anyways. Um, I would definitely travel for New Year's Eve. Uh, Oh, I've also traveled for New Year's Eve. I was in Israel one year for New Year's Eve, and that was fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to, I'm definitely not doing the Times Square, the New York thing. Oh, never. I will never do that. But I would definitely like to travel and DJ New Year's Eve. Okay, so this is a very important question. I actually need your answer to this because I don't know what to do. (laughs) <laughs> what song are we going to play when the ball drops? I don't know, honestly. I mean, I guess if I had to pick, like, a hype song, I would do Way Too Sexy. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know. I don't feel like there's like a an overarching like turn up song and like the traditional sense of like a turn up song. I feel like R and B and Afro beats had a really good year, but like you don't want to hear that like going into the new. At least I feel like most people don't. I do. I would play some R and B. I would want to hear some R and B, but if I had to hit hear like a hype song, probably way too sexy. I don't know if I'm playing Essence when the ball drops. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a good song. It had its moment, but I don't think that is part of its moment. Right. So, I'm probably going to spoiler alert for anybody that's hearing this before New Year's Eve. I'm probably I'm probably going to go with Family Ties. Mm. Um, that's the only thing I can think of, and I feel like. Uh, the event that I'm doing is a gala, and the people are gonna be dressed up. They're not really gonna get turned to it like like, like I want them to, but we're gonna try yeah. to make it happen. Um, just please, no dreams and nightmares, no <laughs> first day out, no. I think I love her. No, <laughs> I got that sack. Like oh all of these songs, <laughs> I kind of wanna let me rewind for a second because. I keep seeing this on social media, and I actually um, spoke on it on the last episode about uh, can we talk? But I like, do you never notice that when you see like DJs posting stuff on social media, and like, oh, I'm in my bag or whatever, it'd be like the most um, universally loved songs that, of course, yeah. people are dancing to. Like, if you're if you're doing. Um, before I let go and people are line dancing, of course, because. Yeah, I'm more interested to see like, okay, so what'd you play before that? Like, how did you get here? That's what I care about. But I mean, people don't usually post that. So. Right. And, you know, it's low key hard to display that kind of work on social media because I've been even. Mm -hmm. That's why I set up my GoPro um, for events that allow it that are well lit. Because it's like, I like to catch a good transition and see everybody's mm-hmm. reaction. So, I'd rather post that than just to post people singing along to Keisha Cole Love. Like, of course they're going <laughs> to do that. Of course they're going to do that. Uh, you know, Can You Stand yeah. in the Rain. Of course. I know, I know Tevin Campbell's probably like, you know, I got other songs, right? Right. Like, uh, I'm ready for, just off the top of my head, definitely I'm ready. Uh, anyways, back to the subject. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, holiday season is here. Um, COVID has definitely messed up a lot of uh, plans. How do you feel? I mean, you're, you're probably one of the most, you're probably the safest person I know when it comes to social distancing and, you know, staying away from COVID. But how does that affect, you know, you going out or you, if somebody wants you to DJ a gig, like how does COVID affect mm. that? So... There have definitely been times where I've been asked to do a gig and I'm like looking at the numbers and I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Especially because like it's all indoors for the most part. So that part is kind of hard Um, just because even just like setting up, like I'm not trying to wear a mask because I'm lugging these speakers and stuff in. Like I'm trying to breathe while I can do all that. Um, And like just the idea of like having to be on your feet and like you're doing work, you're working for that whole time and you still have to wear the mask. Um, that's kind of annoying, but it's a precaution that we have to take. So 
there have been times where I've definitely questioned it. There hasn't been a time, fortunately, and knock on wood, that um, I've had to turn down a gig or regretted doing a gig um, because of COVID exposure. So that's kind of like the saving grace of all of it. I've been very blessed in that. So I ain't gonna lie. There was a <laughs> last Halloween, so 2020, mm-hmm. uh, I was at a venue that will not be named. And <laughs> I was like, y'all, like, you know, this is when COVID was still, you know, humming, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that it's not today, but, you know, it was like nothing had changed yet. Mm-hmm. Even like the fact that I don't think people were really vaccinated like that. But, right, um, right. Yeah, I was in there and it was packed to say the least. And I mean, at that point, I had dodged it. So luckily, but it's uh, Omarion Strand is different. So he is different. He is different. So are you going out New Year's Eve or not? Hell no. I am in the house until further notice. One, I think it's just because I have been like so, so isolated since I live with other people, like I have to stay in my room. I would feel so awkward having to interact with multiple people on my first day out (laughs) and it being New Year's Eve. Like, I feel like I would be overstimulated. But even beyond that, like, just with the way that the numbers are going, even if I hadn't had COVID myself, I don't think I would risk it. I was actually talking to people beforehand, before I had even got the virus myself and was like, hey, like, I know we said we wanted to go out, but I'm thinking... You know, we could do a little FaceTime cheers at midnight because it's just not worth the the risk to me. Um, and if you are going out, you know, I hope you're vaccinated. I hope you're boosted. Wear your mask, like truly wear your mask. Give people space as much as you can and just, you know, don't be stupid. That That's a, that's a fact there. And people, I think... We got used to just wearing the mask, so people are masked up, but I don't think people understand. Mm-hmm. Like, like, people never got really used to social distancing, so mm-hmm. I think people are still struggling with that. I um, mean, I still see people who, like, when they talk, they take their mask down, and it's like, that defeats the whole purpose of the mask. Yeah, people are, people are goofy. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. People are just <laughs> um, so many people have told me, like, oh, man, I thought you was vaccinated. I thought you couldn't get the virus. I'm like, bro. It's been almost two years. Like, what, what, what don't y'all understand about how, how viruses work and mm-hmm. how vaccines work? Anyways, um, I'm, you know, uh, we have a gig. So as long as they still sell the tickets for it, I feel like, and I kind of felt this way when COVID first started, is that, like, people are going to do what they do. Mm-hmm. And I can only, you know, save myself uh, and, you know, try to be as careful as I can for myself. But right. I don't want to, if the government says we all got to stay in and that'll help it, then I'll stay in. But if, if they're allowing people to basically proceed with caution, then I'm just going to go out and be cautious about it um, and try yeah. to stay away from most people, um, especially the ones I know that, are, that aren't vaccinated. I'm sorry, Ooh. but it's mm. like you got to, I'm sure I got mine from somebody that wasn't vaccinated. So it's like, if you're not even trying to avoid it a little bit, like, you know, I, I can't be around you. Especially right. since um, the, the worst part of this whole quarantine is like, we couldn't have Christmas with our families. 
mm-hmm. because we want to uh, put them at risk. So I, I unfortunately have to go out, excuse me, in the world and make this money. But I mean, I don't want to expose and my family to right any problems. So and, yeah. that, and that's also like something you can do on the other side of it. So like, let's say you're going out to New Year's to celebrate. You're going to you know a place where people probably won't have their mask on. Make sure you isolate. Like, don't go straight to your grandma's house right after you left the club. Like, have some foresight in all of this. Right. Yeah, because the way I felt uh, on Monday, I know know Mima is not going to be strong enough to hold that down because I was, I thought I was going to die. Like, I really was like, man, I got to get my affairs in order. But yeah, um... COVID, you know, it, uh, like has definitely had an effect on DJing in general. A lot of people have jumped to uh, Twitch and then they still brought live broadcast. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like, I, I got to have a crowd in front of me. Um, it's different talking to a chat. Like, it's just, yeah. I would probably, if we shut down again, I would definitely, like, take it more serious. But it's just, I just can't do it. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I need somebody in front of me dancing. So Right, I'll, right. How do you feel about live streaming? Um, I definitely commend you for doing it. Um, I've thought about doing it a couple of times, but I feel like it's only worth it if you kind of have like an established platform. Because otherwise, like if you're just like looking at the chat, if I just get on my Instagram live, I'll probably have like five people on it. And so it's kind of like, is it really worth it? Like, yeah, you're practicing, but it's not the, even the same kind of practice because you're not actually seeing the crowd's reaction. You're just, it's probably like the people who would have showed up for you anyways right. who are actually looking. So That was my thing, like trying to get people to, especially on uh, Instagram, like Twitch is different, but on Instagram, like trying to get people to like sit there and look at their phone for an hour. like Right. But I mean, people do it every day, so that's. I don't know, like, yeah, if you have an established crowd, then it's probably easy to do. But like you said, it is good practice, and if, if uh, COVID is good for one thing, it gives us the opportunity to sit down and sit still and actually practice. So let me ask yes. you, how often do you practice? So I definitely, if it's a busy week, I try to do it, like, once a week. If I have, like, more time, like, two or three times a week, um, and a lot of it is really just me trying to expand what's in my crates because like for a while when I first started like I was playing like the same songs over and over and over because like that's what I knew and what I was comfortable with like I knew I could make these 32 transitions like perfectly and that's what I was getting paid to do but now it's more so trying to figure out okay how can I maybe I do want to play two of the same songs that I've always played, but is there a different way to get there? Is there a better way to build it up? Is there, for now, like right now, what I'm trying to figure out is like how to talk on the mic and getting comfortable with that because I don't like my own voice. So it's like trying to figure out all of those things. um, And the only way you can do it is to actually like do it. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, as you DJ more and more, you'll see what songs go together, and you'll retain those forever. Um, and then w- when new music comes up, if it's a similar BPM, you, you'll know, like, oh, well, this is 90 BPM. 
And so yeah. song XYZ is there. <laughs> well, let me actually speak on that too. So before, I, I don't know your experience with this, but I can definitely tell you uh, for Don't Fret, before she started DJing, I would have her guess BPMs and they'd be way off. Like I'm, st- I still suck at it. I'm not. I'm not good at it at all. Cause I don't know what it is, but I, I'm terrible at that. There are two, like for example, um, way too sexy, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say a song like Daniel Caesar, "Get You," right? Mm-hmm. Get You is actually faster than way too sexy, like BPM wise. But like you wouldn't know that just because like the way too sexy beat is so busy. But yeah, but, but you know, if you're not really counting the beats, and so uh, knowing BPMs and knowing what, what goes together is like one of the foundations of you know being able to mix because it's like if you know two songs at least it's the same BPM, they might not be the same key, which is a whole nother story. Um, yeah, but you know, you can at least like keep the crowd going at almost the same tempo with like minor adjustments, but definitely when you practice and you like get. Uh, more repetition with these songs and then like I said some combos will stick with you forever and then you can uh, just enter new songs into the mix um, and yeah that's a definitely a great thing to practice especially when it comes to new music uh, a lot of times I'll get new music and just throw it in Serato and see what BPM it is me see, too and see what goes with what it's um I used to frown upon like you know producer sets like playing songs all by the same producer because it's like usually those songs are the same bpm like neptune's music mm-hmm. but i mean it's like you know people it's like cheat code <laughs> <laughs> people like theme sets too like you know uh yeah. the drake set or the beyonce set always works mm-hmm. so you know finding the same bpm is definitely something good to practice um so you're saying the the next thing you're working on uh is using the mic for sure yes i'm working on it I'm working on it. What do you, how do you practice that? Um, so I base it off of like events that I've already have done. So I've done like a lot of birthday parties. Um, I've done most recently like a, it wasn't a probate. It was like a new member celebration for um my organization so like understanding like how to talk to like different groups of people for different occasions so like you know of course there's like a happy birthday but like what songs are you playing at that and like how can you like get the crowd to kind of like buy in to your set especially like if you're doing something themed and you're like building on it like how do you get them to get the vision and like enjoy the ride without them being like, what is she doing? Like, what? Where is she going with this? Right. Um, let's backtrack a little bit. What is the difference between a probate and a new member <laughs> celebration? So a probate is like the actual show, but because of COVID, um, there's not a lot of those happening. But it's tradition for us to like shower new members with love and so there's a lot of like gifts involved so what this event was was um like giving them their gifts having like a little meal a little dancing and then sending them on their way okay. because they didn't have you know like a show okay well yeah that um sounds like a 
your time and sounds like a DJ's definitely needed for that. Um, but yeah, emceeing is very, it, it can be very personal, but you also, I like to look at people that I feel like are good at using the mic and then mm-hmm. take away from them, like what works, what does it. Um, right. And when I first started DJing, I was told that I could say whatever I want on the mic because I was cool because I was with the party promoters. And so I, I took that confidence and I just started talking, just saying whatever. Mm-hmm. And just, just because I know, like, I know I'm about to kill this set musically. So no matter what I say, you about to dance anyway. So, <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, this is, this is back in college days. So I'd be like, um, all the broke niggas be quiet. Um, <laughs> ladies, if you got clean panties, don't make some noise. <laughs> You know, stuff like that. Um, you know, college stuff. And it worked. So right, it's definitely right. something to practice. Um, I've been trying to practice my technique um, as far as using turntables uh, more because there's so much you can do. A turntable is like an instrument, and there's so much you can do with it rather than just play a song and just play the next one. Even Yeah, I've been practicing that too. It's kind of different on a controller because, like, there's not the – kind of like the kickback that you get on the turntable right so yeah yeah it's um it's you can do a lot with turntables and a mixer and i just don't want to i feel like i'm further far enough in my career that i can actually start experimenting a little bit um i did want to pivot from our topic list because i just thought about something that is definitely a topic we should go over and you definitely have great insight on it and I definitely uh-huh. want to speak on it as well. And that topic is, how do you feel that you're judged being a female DJ? <laughs> um, I It's definitely, I don't know why people think I'm not the DJ, like when I walk in with all the stuff. Because they'll look at me and be like, oh, are you the DJ? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean... My logo is rose gold. I don't know how much more feminine you want me to get, but yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's different. I think they, I'm not sure necessarily what they expect from me, um, as far as like what I'll play, but I definitely think that a lot of people have low expectations of me, which is nice because I mean, they're not always surpass them, but, um, it's it's definitely interesting to see some of the the looks, and I'm tiny too, so it's like you gotta get a little box to stand on or something. Yeah, I know. I need a little step stool. Now, but um, the reason I brought that up—that's actually something I have to sometimes travel with—is my step stool, so I can put my speakers on their stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious because I can just picture that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that's definitely something that I'm, you know, working with you and don't forget. Um, I think people, you know, associate the, the the association with me aside. I think people expect women to just look good and not be able to know to do what they're doing or to just mm-hmm. make a make a spectacle of themselves while playing music. Uh, a lot of times, when you look at DJs, female DJs on TikTok or Instagram be a lot of breast and not a lot of mixing mm-hmm. um so 
I think people like, especially with like celebrity DJs like Paris Hilton and all that. It's like people look at certain DJs as like a utility and just somebody there to play music or just a celebrity, like an additional promoter. But hey, I happen to be right, right. pressing the buttons, you know. Um, and it's like, I, I, you know, this is a longer conversation for another day, maybe for a different podcast. But I feel like. Men, especially, don't give women DJs the respect they deserve because they look at them like, oh, oh, that's so cute. You have no control. Yeah, it's it's very like, oh, you do that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess. That also, yeah. also reminds <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that reminds me of, the, oh, like, separate from the women DJ talk, uh, people will come up to me. While I'm DJing, especially weddings, and I'd be like, "Oh man, you know I DJ too." I'm like, "Do you wear like? Because because it ain't right now, so I don't really care." It's kind of like right. <laughs> all my military friends, like when they meet somebody and they tell them in the military, it's like, "Oh, I was gonna go too, but I just couldn't X Y Z." It's like, you know, you ain't gotta like try to relate to me through my through what right. I do. Right, right, like, like like you don't get no cool points for having a fire playlist to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here DJing. Now, if it's another DJ that I know and he, they're at the function and they come up and you know give me like, give me some dap or whatever, tell them to do a good job. Like certain ones, because I know you, I, I respect it. But people mm-hmm. like to come up and be like, "Oh yeah, I, like I can do that too," or I know somebody that does that too. And I'm like, "So, what is the, <laughs> <laughs> what exactly are you telling me right now? Like, why don't you right? Just... Like, where do you expect this conversation to go after this? Like." Like you don't call them like what? <laughs> right, I'm not even like I'm sure you know a DJ. I'm sure they're great. They're not here right now though, and just just enjoy what we got going on. Like y'all worry about the wrong things. <laughs> Trying to come up here and relate to me about oh yeah I, I know a DJ or I was about to DJ or I got equipment at the crib. Do you go practice and come back? I remember one time, and I, I, for the life of me I cannot remember where this happened or how long ago it was. But I was DJing. It was earlier in my DJ career. And this guy came up to the table I was DJing and looking at me. He's like, yo, I'm about you right now. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> One, you ain't got no equipment. <laughs> Two, we're in the middle of a party. Three, battle me for what? Go talk to some women. Like, go leave me alone. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Like, people, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people, like, Use DJing just like they use like photography or poetry or rapping, just to feel like some sort of coolness. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, do your thing, leave me alone. <laughs> Go throw your own party. Anyways, I, I digress. So yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, female DJs get a bad rap um, because there are not too many examples of. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, skilled female DJs that are also attractive. Like, there's not too many examples of that. Like, either it's a Instagram model with some turntables or <laughs> it's somebody that's really good but probably not um, visually stimulating to some. <laughs> and so it's like, I think men, when they see a, a, a pretty woman that's a DJ, they automatically think that they're trash. And That's true. I'm glad you guys have been proving them wrong. Also, yeah. <laughs> and this definitely the podcast for this, but you where's my hug guys need to leave these DJs alone. 
We're trying to come in the DJ booth and <laughs> hug a girl. And like, it's, it's COVID, first of all. So right. <laughs> back, back. Keep your six feet. Don't give me no song requests. Don't try to talk to her. Don't uh, if you want to if you want to buy a drink, go get a drink. Leave it there like everybody else. <laughs> and go about your day. Let us work. Please let us work. Yeah, that's something I can't understand. Is like why people think they that we about to have a full conversation and you see me working. Dog. <laughs> Like, this is not the time for us to catch up. <laughs> like, I, I know it, it looks like I'm not sitting, I'm sitting there not doing anything. But right. <laughs> but I these am. Ne- yeah, these next two minutes, I like, I might already have the next three songs in my mind or what I'm going to play, but I got to make sure I hit the right mark. I got to listen to the right cue for when to bring it in. And, you know, I got to pay attention to the crowd. So you could just come say hi and I'll say what's up to you. And then you can go about your business or if you like me like i text a lot when i'm djing so if you want to shoot mm-hmm. me a text i'll definitely have a right. conversation via text right. or IGDM. but standing in front of me yelling at me uh whatever song you want or you know give me your critique on how i'm doing or making small talk nobody likes small talk in the first place but definitely not while i'm working right. I, don't, I don't bother you at your job i don't come mess with the drink machine at your job or come mess with the fries so leave me alone <laughs> no, i'm playing um yeah just leave just let the dj work um you know come get your dap or whatever and then be about your way so it's definitely a pet peeve stop trying to have conversations with the dj while we're working um but yeah so let's move on to our reoccurring segment um put us on where we uh you guys on to whatever new song um the new song of the moment so you have anything for this so because we were talking about holidays and you might be thinking the same thing but i was thinking about yams by masego great song fantastic song very catchy it's definitely it's definitely a vibe too um I heard that. Where was I? Oh, I was um, on TikTok or something. I heard it in somebody's background. I was like, what song is this? And I was definitely late to that. But Yams is a great song. I am going to go with, uh, I don't know what the name of the song is. Intimidated, featuring her. By oh, Mara. I love that song. Kate Renata really um, put out a little short EP, four songs, and all, no, three songs. They all yeah. fire. One's got one's featuring her, one's featuring Thundercat, one's featuring Mac Homie, and they're all fire. But definitely the intimidated song um, by Kate Trinata. And I need to see him on tour again. I was about to say, here you go. <laughs> nah, you know, um, COVID shut that down. Oh. And so, him and Snow, but I saw Snow at Day and Day, so it's fine. But yeah, there we go. Yams, <clears throat> excuse me, Yams and. Intimidated. So, let's talk about opening and closing DJs. Hmm. So, with you being fairly new, you're you're typically an opener, right? I'm like always the opener. So, unless I'm like solo, and then it's just me. Yeah. Well, you know, even then, you know, to open up a set, the first if it's a four hour gig, the first hour or so. What would you say, you know, in your experience, the difference is between that first hour and then the rest of the event as far as music is concerned? So the first hour, 
because I don't like to repeat songs in my sets, like, it's a very, very chill music, very like, okay, everybody come in, grab your seat, or come in, grab a drink, like, whatever the vibe is for the event, it's very, it's usually pretty chill, um, and I try to save the hits for later, like, because there's more people, there's more opportunity for interaction or reactions, so... The first, like, hour is, I can also, like, kind of experiment during that hour, like, just play what I want to hear, because, you know, depending on the event, like, there's been events where, like, I've gone and people are, like, still setting stuff up, or um, people are, it's, like, a birthday party or a surprise birthday party, so, like, it's a few people there but the birthday girl isn't there so like you're not about to play her song before she gets there so very chill music usually yeah that's um the good thing about opening up and what i tell all djs is that play like your biggest fan is listening just because if there's anybody there trust me they're they're listening to what you're playing Mm -hmm. um so you ain't necessarily got to play the hits because that's safe for later in the evening but still be on top of your game make sure all the songs are being mixed and then it definitely is a time to experiment too and play some songs that you don't know how that how people will react to them uh like that's like yams for example like that's a great song that's not really made for 12 o'clock one o'clock but if you play (laughs) it early somebody is gonna be like oh i I know you knew this song oh this is my jam and so you know there you go with a potential uh future customer just because they've been listening. I, I've actually met some pretty important people uh, in entertainment and the nightlife scene from them coming to an event early when people were still saying nothing when nobody else was there. And then they came up to me and, you know, introduced themselves to me later. I'm like, oh, snap, I, I didn't know you was here. I didn't know you was listening. But right, right. You definitely don't want to get caught slipping. Um, another thing is, um, as an opening DJ, we spoke on this already, but there are certain songs that you know are saved for prime time, which is, you know. Oh, facts. The <laughs> yeah. middle or the end of the party. And so you definitely don't want to. And, 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 and this is more knowledge for all you guys listening that aren't DJs. But that's why you don't hear way too sexy or something at 10 o'clock or in the first hour because that's not the time for that. Like Right, right. It, it, if the first DJ run through all the bangers, then what you going to want to hear later? You only want to repeat the song, and that might be cool for y'all, but repeating songs is kind of kind of whack. There's, there's too much. There's too much music out there that have to ever repeat a song. So definitely, um, most opener DJs know know the vibes, um, especially with uh, me doing Orange Soda. I feel like the openers know where to take it and where not to take it. Um, yeah, but then you know, there's always that one like you, you see somebody get stuck and they don't know what to do, so they just start playing yeah. the bangers. And I know other DJs like you know the headliner DJs kind of frown upon that because it's like man, like you you know you taking away from me. I, I'm like I don't, I'm not supposed to be playing the bangers, but I feel like if you're a good DJ, you can just adapt to that. And like I said, there's hundreds of thousands of millions of songs out there. There got to be something else you can play when you get on and. With right. me, with me going last, I, I usually run into that problem where it's like I don't know how I'm gonna open my set, or I'll have like five or ten songs as an idea, and the people in front of me play most of them. Right, so I'm right. Like, Dang, what am I gonna do now? Yeah, I don't envy that at all because I definitely care a lot about how I open my set, and so 
if somebody plays like the two or three songs like I'm about to open with, I would be thrown into like a tizzy. I would be like, oh shit, how am I about to get out of this and like still like set the tone in the way that I want to for you know my set. I don't know. But I commend you guys because, but you've also been doing this for like ever. So like your bag is pretty deep in regards to like how you know how to direct your crowd or I don't think I've ever seen you like actually get stuck. So yeah, I, uh, you get fake stuck. You're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to play. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, a little brain freeze. No, but um, I usually get stuck when it's like an event for all ages. And there's only so much clean music. Or if I can't remember a song, if a song is clean or not. Like, um, what's this? Song? You know, I have Beyonce Blow clean. That's not a family-friendly song. <laughs> so it's like, sometimes I have to go through the lyrics in my head. Like, I have to sing it to myself. Like, what is this? What does she say? Like, oh, yep, can't, can't play that. But um, also, as an opening DJ, and this is uh, actually going to transition to the next topic a little bit. But equipment. Now... Mm-hmm. Typically, the opener, well, well, let's backtrack a little bit. Columbus is one of those rare cities where the venues don't have their own DJ equipment. And we got to stop that. <laughs> Ever. I do understand from a venue owner perspective why they wouldn't have their own equipment just because there's so much different equipment for different DJs and equipment is so expensive so that if uh, one of the DJs or somebody, if they have their own equipment and they get damaged, like they have to replace right. it. And it's hard to keep people accountable when you got $6,000 worth of DJ equipment and now somebody spilled a drink on it and mm-hmm. now it's up to the venue to eat that cost. Whereas instead what they do now is just have the DJ bring their own equipment. And certain, I feel like as an opener, you should be more prepared to use whatever equipment is there um, mm-hmm. as opposed to having to bring your own because bring your own like there's only so much space and then you gotta hook mm-hmm. it up and then once you're done the next dj is either gonna have to use your equipment or use their own and then you have to unpack while they're djing and then in certain yeah. dj spaces like it's the DJ tight be tight yeah so it's like hard to maneuver so how would you say you were comfortable with uh most dj equipment or where are you with it with that i am Okay. Um, I had one experience though, and I texted you during this experience. So I was at a venue. I was booked for the evening. And this other DJ who's usually booked at the same venue on a different evening showed up and was like, oh, do you mind if I play with you? And I was like, okay, cool. So he brought his own equipment. And I don't know if he just kind of like pulled a like I'm the OG so we about to use my stuff on me or what but he did not want to use my controller he wanted to use his stuff so he wanted us to like go back and forth and I had never seen or let alone touched like a controller like this it was very different very complex and just like based off of like how you like your controller set up like Sometimes, like, some of the controls can be, like, inverse. Like, sometimes, like, when you're mixing between the two, like, for me, um, 
my when I mix between the two, if I move it just a little bit, it's only going to play a little bit of the other song. Okay. But for some, but like you, like as soon as you move it over, it's like full volume the other song, yeah, which people. is like why I always ask you, like, is this still your setting? Because I'm not used to that. So like stuff like that, it's like, oh crap, you'd have to like. I feel like I need like a set of questions to ask them before I even start. So like, at least I know what I'm working with and don't like make a fool of myself. Yeah. That is a, uh, um, for all you technical people out there that might be listening. Um, she was referring to the curve on the crossfader where I, some people use a real sharp curve like me, which is mainly for scratching. Some people use a long curve, which is better for mixing. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is stuff that just comes with time. Um, and it goes to, right into the next uh, topic is knowing the venues and the equipment uh, because mm-hmm. once you're familiar with the venue, like you know the ins and out of it, and because each venue doesn't have their own equipment, like you, you don't know what the sound setup is going to be, um, you don't know how, like how you're going to plug in if they have enough outlets, and unfortunately, when it comes to DJing, like if the sound doesn't work, it's your fault number one regardless of whose fault it really is. So you right. definitely want to, uh, a tip out there for all the DJs listening, you definitely want to get to the venue early if you've never been there before. You definitely want to scout it out. Um, for weddings specifically, I would definitely go to the venue a day before because I, I need to know exactly what I'm working with. I can set anything up, but I don't want to come in. There is a venue in Columbus. I don't know if you've ever been in the DJ booth at, at Callahan's. It's upstairs. But on the inside, but you gotta like, I'm pretty sure they moved it to the dance floor now, but back in the day, it used to be looking over the whole dance floor, so you had to go up the narrowest stairs ever, (laughs) and then there's a (laughs) narrow DJ booth up there, so I could barely walk, like, there's no way two people can walk in this staircase, so one, you gotta make sure nobody else is coming, then you gotta be, like, think about, it's so narrow, like, how you gonna carry turntables up there, let alone, I mean, you know, controllers came later, but carrying turntables up there, and just, well, like I said, knowing the connections, uh, a lot of DJs I've learned, they don't know how to use any equipment outside of their own, and they don't know what to do when something goes wrong. So if, if there's no sound coming out, all that, they'll just look at you like, oh, well, I mean, this usually works, so I don't know why it doesn't work. And I'm like, this is your equipment. Why do you not know, like, how do you not know how to troubleshoot? Like, if there's no power, if there's no sound, um, and this, you know, Pioneer, they make different controllers and turntables and mixers and all that, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same brand. It's pretty much built all the same. So even if you're not familiar with it, like how quick can you get familiar with it? So, um, I think you said on the last episode, you had a problem, um, at the, that last gig that you did as far as power outlets are, con- are concerned. Yes. Yeah. See, that's, um, definitely a product of not knowing the venue and yeah. um, just getting there early too. A, a lot of times I feel like if you, if you get there early and you see, you need yeah, something. luckily I did. I went earlier than what I had planned to. And I'm glad that I did, but I mean, I've been in situations where like, I'm not at a typical like venue. Like I'm not at a club. I'm at like a warehouse. Like that's what that was. It was like a warehouse right. or I'm at like, you know, a place that just, isn't typically set up for events. So a lot of people don't even think about where they're even going to put the DJ until like you show up. Right. You're like, Oh, Oh, you need a table. Oh, you need space. Like, yeah. <laughs> How else am I about to play music? Yeah. Table, tablecloth, 
power, all of that. Also, um, one of the things I try to teach you and don't fret, which I don't think a lot of people go over, is uh, how to be a sound engineer. Because what do you do if your stuff isn't working? Like, mm. how do you know where to start? Or as far as being able to plug into somebody else's equipment, like, yeah. there's one, two, there's like four or five different connections I got to go off the top of my head of how audio goes from a controller or a mixer to a, a pair of speakers. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do you even know how to communicate that? A lot of people don't know the difference between XLRs, RCAs, and quarter inch. But these are all different types of audio connections you're going to um, come across when you go to a new venue. Like at Arbar, RP Arbar. They had a little mixing board, but it only seemed to work if you use RCAs. And so, mm-hmm. like, 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 just just having that knowledge, I feel like, is very important. And, you know, all this goes beyond just, you know, playing music and know how to play it, not how to mix it. It's like, how to get to that step. Unless you got somebody right. setting, up, setting up the equipment for you, which, you know, then at that point, you don't really need to know nothing. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> right. you just pay somebody else to do it. But uh, right. being, being a sound engineer, especially when it comes... <laughs> Especially at places like our bar where like they don't know even how to use their own equipment. Like there was one day, I think it was the first time I went and you were coming later and like it wasn't working even though I had like followed all the steps that you told me and they were like, I don't know how to work this either. And I'm like, oh, great. We figured it out. But like knowing how to do it before you even get there and not relying on the people there to know how to do it is important. That is why most places have sound engineers that they pay. Right. Um, especially when it comes to bigger systems, like, like places like Scully's and whatnot, um, like performance venues that have like several thousand dollars worth of sound equipment. Like knowing exactly what's wrong and how to troubleshoot it. Um, it shouldn't be the DJ's job, but like if, if you like me and you really want to play some music, it's like when I get there, I'm going to have to figure it out. I was mm-hmm. going to say something else. Oh, so yeah, I'm about to go on a little rant. But Uh-oh. for those of y'all who have never talked into a microphone, why don't why don't you know that you can't stand in front of the speaker when, when you talk? That's like <laughs> one, you can't stand in front of the speaker when you talk. Two, you ever see the people that talk on a microphone and they hold the mic by their waist? And it's like, <laughs> and then they they look back at me like, can you turn it up? Like, no. If I like, it would be louder if you just put the microphone in front of your mouth like everybody else does it. Like everybody else. And. <laughs> I don't know if this is rocket size or not, but if you were talking into a mic and you move the mic away from and closer to your face, you see how the volume is affected, and then you can adjust adjust from there. Put it in your face, and then I can turn it up. But then uh, if they hold it by their waist, and they're talking real soft, and I turn it up, then there's all this feedback, and they look at me like, what you doing? And then, right. and then you look great, and, and, I, and you know, the crowd don't, like I said, the crowd don't care whose fault it is. It's your fault because you, you control the speakers. So right. Then, so then I, I look at everybody like this fool don't know how to hold the mic. That's the problem. It's not me. <laughs> so yeah, um, for all those of you that are unfamiliar and never touched a microphone before, don't stand in front of the speaker because that how you, it's how you get feedback, and just you know stop cuffing the mic to rappers. Rappers are never going to stop doing this, but even like people that like are that, that do just like speeches, you don't have to cuff the mic. I know it look cool in the rap videos you watch, <laughs> but just hold it by the st- that big stem that's there. What it's for. <laughs> yeah, exactly what it's for. That, that's a good hand grip there for you. And talking to and just talking to the mic, 
and project your voice. Like, I've done so many weddings that people are doing speeches, and I'm like, man, you don't even know. Like, this is your first time ever using the mic, apparently, because, like, you don't even know. (laughs) And then, like, I usually hand people the mic with it turned off to conserve battery and just because, like, you don't want a hot mic walking across the room. And people right. start people talking to the mic, and and then it's not working. And they look at me like, why wouldn't the first thing you do would look down and see if the mic is on? And I, 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 I don't know if it's just me, and I, maybe I'm just a brainiac nerd or whatever, and I deal with electronics all the time. But if you see a button and there's a light of, over it, and the light's not on, you would think that that would mean the the, the device itself is not on. And how do you fix that? You press the button right below it to turn that light on. If you press it one time and the light don't come on, guess what you probably got to do? Hold that button down. I don't know why this has to be explained to people, but this is one of the <laughs> things that I definitely, this is why I get to weddings like three hours early because I'm like, man, I think I know how to use this mic. Let me go ahead and show right, you. Right, let quick. me give y'all a quick lesson. Because <laughs> if I don't, it's definitely going to be my fault. And so, Right, right. Yeah, as a DJ, it's just very important to know your equipment, uh, be able to be a, a sound engineer, just for the basics, just knowing what sound connection is working with don't. And if your equipment's not producing any sound, how to isolate the source. We, uh, me and uh, Don't Fred just had this problem at uh, the last gig we did to where, for some reason, the music wasn't playing, even though it was playing on the computer. And then looking at the controller and looking at the levels next to the channels and then looking at the levels on the speakers and then looking at what's going on on the computer, like, you could tell it, like, okay, so it's definitely sound being delivered to the controller, but it's not being delivered to the speaker, and this is where we need to figure it out. There's actually a moment, (laughs) this is funny, I just remember this, there's a moment after the karaoke part where people were just kicking it, and I Mm -hmm. played uh, You Don't Have to Call. And right in the middle of it, the music stopped for some reason. And so I ended up having to like restart the controller to get to work again. But while it was stopped, you know what I did? I just got on the mic and started singing and encouraging them to sing along. And they and, <laughs> and, and I when I tell you they sang the there's probably like a minute left in the song. They sang the rest of the words as if the as if I purposely cut it off for them to sing it while I was restarting the controller. And they didn't know that they weren't any wiser to the fact that anything something was going wrong. I I, I think mm-hmm. Don't Fret knew because she like she knows I, I don't leave that leave the song right, off that right. long. But but yeah, so just knowing what to do in the moment is it, helpful because otherwise if you don't know what to do, you're gonna stand there and look around and then pray that somebody else knows it or <laughs> there's no more music. And whose fault is that? The DJ's fault. Um so yeah. Uh <laughs> That's pretty much it. Damn, that hour flew by fast. It did. Um, anything you want to touch on before we get out of here? No. Um, I think a good topic, and we talked about this a little bit, that this would be another episode, the last episode, but you brought it back up again about, like, good MCs. Oh, yeah. Like, you yourself have to be an MC, but when you're working with other MCs, yeah. yeah. Um, more to come, more to come. So the next episode is going to have uh, Don't Fret on it, and and then and, and you, if you can join us, I want her, I want her to talk about this because she <laughs> she feels as just as passionate about it as me. So I'm saving <laughs> that. I'm saving that, and I'm saving the request topic for when we're mm. all together because 
Y'all and these requests, they get out of hand and they get more ridiculous as time go on. So we definitely got to talk about that. Oh, before we get out of here, uh, our second reoccurring, reoccurring second hashtag free game. Um, time Machine. If you have an Apple computer, Time Machine is a free program that comes on every Apple computer. Uh, time Machine actually helps you back up everything that's on your computer. And it's called Time Machine because you can actually go inside of that backup to a certain date. Like, let's say, you know, you downloaded a picture uh, in October at 8 p.m. You can go back to that time and see where it was on your in your downloads folder before you deleted it and pull it out of the backup and restore it. So that's very important uh, because if you don't have a backup of your music, uh, if you're like me, I got like 60, 100, I don't know, I got a bunch of music. And if it all went away, I mean, I, I, I just don't know what, what I would do. <laughs> like, there's only so much stuff you can re-download. So backing up everything is important. And once you set it up the first time, all you have to do is plug in your external hard drive. And as soon as it detects it and it, you're on power, it automatically backs up every time based on changes that were made from the last backup. So it's mm -hmm. super convenient. All you have to do is plug it up to an external hard drive. Obviously, the external hard drive isn't free. But the, the program is free. And all you have to do is plug it up, set it up. And then every, I think every two weeks I probably do it, plug it into your external hard drive, back it up. That way, sometimes your computer, you're good. You don't have to, you know, start from scratch. That's free game. It's actually good for anybody that has an Apple computer. You don't have to be a DJ, but definitely use Time Machine and keep a backup of everything. The cloud only stores so much, and unlike your iPhone, the uh, computer doesn't back everything up in the cloud. But Time Machine backs up everything. Even when you buy a new computer, if you plug it into your Time Machine backup, um, it'll restore everything, and the computer itself will look like your old computer. Everything will be in the same place, wallpapers. Hmm pictures all that so definitely take advantage of time machine especially if you're a dj because you don't want to lose your music um and yeah that is all for uh this episode appreciate everybody checking in once again make sure you follow us on social media twitter.com slash djder underscore instagram.com slash djder underscore djder underscore it's the same thing on both <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm saying that because if you listen to this episode it's probably because you found it on social media but yeah Facts. make sure you follow us uh, what's yours? Uh, Lex Squire L-E-X-Q-U-I-R-E -E, on both yeah. of them and uh, stay tuned um, we're going to have some uh, reoccurring events happening uh, top of the year at least I got to talk about that too um, mm, we need to figure out a name exciting. so we can uh, tell this lady so we can start the festivities but yeah tune um make sure you subscribe like rate us review us give us five stars um and tell a friend and that's yep. it peace